So, how's your money stories and your money beliefs shaping your reality, your goals, your decisions, and the actions that you're taking in your business? Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 111. I love that number, 111. It's got a certain auspiciousness to it for me. So today I want to have a conversation with you, you know, me and you, about something that is really important when it comes to business and it comes to life as well. And that is the topic of money, which I know can throw up quite a lot of emotions for a lot of people. So we'll dive into that together, shall we? But before we jump into the main topic at hand, if you are listening to this at the time of it being released in July 2020, I just want to remind you that the next 90-day mastermind is literally around the corner. So if you have been thinking about what do you want to make happen in the second half of 2020, because let's be honest, the first half has been really interesting in many ways, then I would absolutely love to help make sure that you smash your business goals in the next 90 days and just think about how you can make things happen in your business and get out your way if you have me in your corner for those 90 days along with a group of committed business owners that are also looking to get out their way to get focused and to make real tangible results happen in their business. So to find out all the details about the upcoming 90-day virtual mastermind, then check out the link at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash mastermind. And if you are listening to this at some time in the future, my intention is that I will continue to run 90-day masterminds So you can check out that link and that's where you'll get the latest dates and the latest updates all about the masterminds as well. But now let's focus on today's topic at hand. Like I said in the introduction, it's all about money. So let's level with each other. When you think about money in the context of your business, how do you feel? What do you say to yourself? Are you excited by it? Do you feel positive about it? Or does it make you squirm a little bit? Does it make you feel icky? Do you want to just shy away from it? Does it feel pretty negative? Well, when I am working with a lot of my clients or those that reach out to me, especially during virtual cuppas and if I have one-to-one unstuck sessions with, and even from previous masterminds, the topic of money rears its ugly head and it's often one of the sources or one of the symptoms I should say around how people get stuck or how they're getting in their own way and a lot of that can be down to what you've experienced personally, the beliefs that you have and a lot of that can be down to your stories, that's how I like to refer to them as well. 
Just last week, I was working with a client and we were having an unstuck coaching session. And when we got to the root of why they were always creating things and they were so focused around it, but then they would just shy away from really putting it out there, then a lot of it came down to them not feeling good enough or it wasn't worthy enough, it didn't have enough value, it wasn't perfect and there were some money stories and beliefs wrapped up in that as well. Because the stories that we have, they influence how we think, they influence how we talk to ourselves and other people and they are shaped by the decisions that we've made in the past. And often those decisions are very unconscious. So we don't even know that we're deciding about the things that we are deciding about until they start to show up. And again, sometimes it can be pretty invisible until you kind of start to go, hmm, why does this keep coming up and up? And why am I sabotaging my success? And also that's where, as a coach, I'm really listening out for and I notice the things that my clients sometimes don't notice. It's like the leopard can't see their own spots in that way. So the first thing I'd love you to start thinking about and pondering about and getting curious around is how could you recognise some of your money stories? And again, we've touched upon this on previous episodes, but start to really tune into what do you say to yourself and other people when it comes to the topic of money? That can be the judgments that you make when you're looking at things or when you see other people in your industry or even other industries putting out their products and services. And when you see them, what do you say to yourself? Do you go, ooh, that's really expensive or ooh, that's really cheap or whatever words that there might be coming out of your mouth or going around your head? But a lot of that can give you a snap second insight into what your money stories are. So really, I want to invite you to start being curious and noticing what are the things that you say, such as I can never earn X or I can't charge more than Y or that's too expensive. I couldn't do that. How dare they do that? Or even those little judgments such as, oh, they're being really bold. All of those can really influence what you think and what you do. Am I making sense here? And I was having a virtual cuppa uh, was last week and the business owner was basically saying how they can never keep money. They make money, it goes away as quickly as they make it. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting story. And when we dug into that a little bit more, they were like, oh, this has been a pattern that has been happening over and over again. But really, we're not born with these limiting beliefs and these stories. A lot of them can be passed down to us from our parents, our environments, the situations that we're in. We can effectively absorb them. And again, they can then become our stories, our identity in many ways. And I remember this really clearly when I got my first proper job. I worked in Marks and Spencers as a graduate trainee. And I remember just a few weeks into the start of our program, I was having lunch with the other graduates, commercial graduates on the program, and we were all training in the same store. And we were just about to go to our weekly management meeting. And I remember the topic came up of where they saw themselves going and their career. 
And I just remember one of them saying, well, if I'm not making more than double the amount in terms of my salary in this role or in this company, within the next two years, then I'll be out of here. And then the other one's like, double. And they named a figure and it was even more than double. And I just remember looking at them, going a bit silent, thinking, seriously, are you delusional? Because we all started off at the same salary. And in my eyes, I actually thought it was a pretty good salary for that age as well. But even the notion in terms of being able to double that salary in that short space of time. And there was all this judgment going in my head. And I was thinking, how will that even be possible? And what makes them so special to think that they can actually make that amount of money in such a short space of time? And I just remember from that day going, hmm, why do I have a very different blueprint in terms of even expectations around money compared to other people? And a lot of that actually came down to, when I looked into a bit more, the way that I thought about money in terms of my mum was a nurse. And I remember a few years ago hearing how much she was earning and how she was able to provide for us, including the money that my dad brought in from his business. And we did well and we got what we wanted to in life and we were very lucky and spoiled in many ways. But then I had equated that type of salary to be able to provide this type of life that I had experienced and I thought was a pretty good life. Does that make sense? So because of my story or what my beliefs were around what you could earn, it massively got challenged when I was hearing the other grads basically saying that they wanted and even expected so, so much more that in my head, I had beliefs around in terms of, oh, you couldn't earn that money unless you were right at the top, 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 top of that career. But the good news is that when I recognised it, I noticed how it made me feel. And then as I started embarking upon my NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming training, I started to look at some of my money mindset blocks and the beliefs. And that's one that I absolutely challenged and I was able to get rid of as well. So I'm sharing this with you just to help illustrate the fact that We don't walk around life and think about our stories and our beliefs all the time, but often there are events that really bring them to the surface and they often are those situations that you find yourself or that you get yourself into that do tap into your emotional responses. So really think about, has there been any times for you where you've had that feeling or that knot in your stomach or being challenged around something to do with money and what can you learn from that and what's your story around it as well. So a couple of other things that as business owners that we definitely need to recognize and be mindful of is that we want to make sure that we're also not making decisions for other people, i.e. our potential customers or our clients, based upon our own money beliefs or our own money stories or baggage. Again, I see so many people, and I've done this in the past as well, where you make decisions for them. Like, oh, they won't be able to afford that. Oh, well, actually, that's a bit too expensive. Oh, this is what they'll expect in that way. But really, is that actually true? And why not let them make the decision rather than you make the decision for them? 
And again, you can often be really surprised at what people want and what people value. And that leads me on to the next point and the fact that we all have a different value that we place on different things. Think about it. Is there anything that you spend your money on that even other people in your household, your family, or your friends think that you're absolutely mad? So for me, I absolutely love coffee. I love going out, especially to go and get coffee. And for me, that means a trip to Starbucks. And I know that they don't have the best coffee in the world, but for me, it's experience, it's that sense of freedom, especially as we've been in lockdown. So if you have been following me on Instagram, then you might see my little daily updates and my stories all about my trips to Starbucks drive through And that is just bringing a little bit of normality into my life at the moment and a little bit of freedom as well. But I have many people saying to me, Asman, why don't you just get a really good coffee machine in the house? How much money are you wasting on coffee? But again here, actually, I don't see it as being a waste of money because it does a lot of things for me. It gives me that sense of something that I enjoy and I value. Does that make sense? Other people, it might be shoes, i.e. my wife loves her shoes. And others that might be in gadgets, and yep, I'm talking about myself here, or things around cars or whatever that might be, or holidays. So again, back in the old world, when we were able to go on nice holidays, for me, I absolutely didn't mind spending a bit more money up front to go on all-inclusive holidays with the family, where the boys could go to kids' clubs, there was entertainment, there was just a sense of luxury, you didn't have to think about anything when you were there. But that's because I valued what you got for that, whereas other friends and even family honestly thought that we we're overhead spending that amount of money on holidays when you could effectively go and have an amazing time still having a different type of holiday and doing it a different way. So the reason why I'm saying this is, again, please make sure that when you understand who you are wanting to work with, who your product or your service is, that actually people will value it in different ways. And you don't have to try and appeal to everybody. And that's why the clearer you are about who your ideal customer is, your ideal client is, then it becomes easier to really focus on what's important to them and to lean into it as well. And that also just reminds me of when I was changing my car, it would be about a year and a half ago. So the car I had before, it was still the same make. I was just changing the model this time. I absolutely loved one of the features that's going to make me sound really lazy here. I know, but I like gadgets and I value simplicity or efficiency or laziness. But basically, in that model, I basically could press a button and it could parallel park itself. It would tell me if the car would go into a certain space if I drove by it, so it would do the maths, etc. And then I'd press a button. I'd still have to do the brake and the accelerator. It wasn't automatic, but the wheel would spin and basically it would park itself. So when I was upgrading my car to get a bigger car and I asked them just as we were getting to the last deal, I loved everything else about the car and I just thought, oh, does it have this park assist? 
And the sales lady who was doing the deal with me in the garage was saying, this particular model that you have, it's got X, Y, and Z that your old car didn't have, but it doesn't have park assist. And I was just like, oh. And it really made me stop and think. And I was like, well, could I add it on? And honestly, it was going to cost about £150 extra a month. But the funny thing is, her look in her face was, did you actually use it? I'm like, yeah, I absolutely loved it. She's like, honestly, the amount of people that she speaks to that they think it's a great idea, they love the thought of it, but they actually never use it. But I then had to step back and go, was it worth that amount of extra per month? And I did make a sensible choice and I decided not to add that there as well because it didn't quite add up to that extra value per month in my head. But the reason why I'm saying that to you is we all value different things and you get to have a little bit more of an insight into me and how I love technology and gadgets. So the next thing that I'd really invite us to do, especially when it comes to money and if your relationship with money, especially in your business, isn't exactly the way that you'd like it to be, especially let's say it is goals around money or revenue targets, etc., is instead of just plucking a number that you go, that's what I want to aim for, then give yourself a reason for that put a meaning behind that money and that then changes the story it actually gives it more weight it makes it more personalized in that way so if you're able to say for example that I'm aiming to make this amount of revenue increase in my business by the next 90 days for example and with that extra money then I'm going to do x y and z with it that then gives you a reason instead of it just being this arbitrary number in that way It might be something to do with investing in your business. It might be for you to then go on a holiday with or for the family or for yourself. I've got one client that is absolutely looking to smash their targets so that they can then buy themselves a brand new MacBook that they've had their eyes on. It's not been an essential purchase, but that for them is the right when they hit that target. That's where that extra money is going to go to as well. So if you don't have a meaning behind that goal or that money, then it just sometimes doesn't give that story or the feeling of money enough impetus from my experience personally and also working with clients as well. So really think about your goal and then take it to that next level and just put a bit more oof into it, a bit more meaning behind it as well. So what do you think then? What is your money stories at the moment? What's this triggered for you? What's it highlighted for you? You might be listening to this and say, Asman, I've got a really positive relationship with money and positive stories Then, well done and please do keep that going. One thing I would say is that as you continue to grow and even take the next levels in your business, keep watching out for that because what can happen is that a new money story can form. So every time that you level up, then you might then hit, as Gay Hendrick talks about, an upper limit. I've talked about this in a previous podcast episode and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But really, just think about as you do continue to step up and that might be raising your prices, it might be being bolder in some of the decisions that you make or what you invest in as well, then really see what that tells you about your money mindset and your money stories as well. 
So I'm going to wrap that up here for you, but please do pay attention to what you're saying to yourself, what you hear other people saying, and how that impacts you as well. And start to really ask yourself, is your money mindset, is your money beliefs, is your money stories getting in your way? And how can you rapidly transform that? If you have highlighted or if it's made you think, I do have some baggage or things that are sabotaging me, then please do reach out to me. I'm more than happy to have a conversation to see how I can help you to get out your way and get unstuck. That could be either through some one-to-one coaching or as part of the one-to-one sessions that you get included in the 90-day mastermind. So you can reach out to me. We can have a virtual cuppa that allows us to have a proper two-way conversation because even though it feels like I'm talking to you and we're having a conversation right now, I do know it is still one way, really. And I'd love to have a proper chat with you as well. So you can find out more details about how to book in for a virtual cuppa using the links below or going over to the show notes at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 111. And also you'll find all the details in the show notes on how you can connect with me over on the world of LinkedIn or Instagram, Facebook, email, I'd love to have a conversation around your biggest insights and takeaway from today's episode. So please do reach out to me there and I look forward to sharing more with you next week. Bye for now.